Hey, Brunch Nation, Dyke Michaels here, and I want to talk to you guys about Owsley CBD. This is a wonderful product that I've been using, CBD locally sourced, that um, really just relaxes you and it is good for a million different things. And one of the products that I'm very excited personally to tell you about is this Delta 8 THC. Delta 8, it's basically legal weed. It gets you high. It makes you feel great. And uh, for people like me that have a lot of anxiety, I can't smoke weed because it gives me way too much anxiety. But this Delta 8 is perfect. It's just like a nice, relaxing buzz that just uh, really helps me get through the day. It makes me feel great. And the people at Owsley, they're wonderful. They aren't like uh, other CBD retail companies. They focus on whole body wellness, proper education for their clients to ensure the most positive uh, results possible. When I go in there, I talk to Crystal. She's my girl. I go in there. She knows me. She knows what I want. She knows the products that I like. She's very helpful. They're a wonderful company. And I want to tell you, located right downtown at the corner of uh, Virginia and Fletcher, it's where you want to go. They got two other places. They're up north in... uh, uh, the, the north side and Carmel, and they have a place down in Greenwood. So wherever you're at in Indianapolis, they're very close to you. Go check out Owsley CBD today and tell them Harder Brunch sent you. I need a fun story after that. So I'm going to just start on my sad fun story. <laughs> my fun sad. But yeah. He my usually th- plays it a little bit longer. Yeah, that was short for Zach. I liked it though. Yeah. Hi, and welcome to the Heart of Brunch podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels. With me, co-hosting today, the one, the only, Thaddeus J. McKee. The ones and twos, the sauce boss of Indianapolis, and the last white dragon. Give it up for Zach Roan. Are you there? Very special guest with us in studio, uh, comedian extraordinaire DJ Dangler. How's it going? I, I'm just finding out about that that white dragons are endangered, <laughs> and I'm I'm bummed. We are greatly endangered. <laughs> it's been a big issue. Yeah. I got a whole YouTube page about it. I'll plug it at the end. Yeah, yeah. you're like this isn't just a Tinder profile. <laughs> <laughs> this is saving the white dragon. <laughs> No, I, I was going to talk. We were just we were telling like kind of sad stories, but this one is, is kind of life affirming. My sister had an old dog. Like he made it to like eighteen or nineteen. They're not exactly sure because he, he was a dog when they yeah. got him, not a puppy. Yeah. Uh, but Oscar made it forever. And one time, my sister got locked outside of her car, mm-hmm. and she had to watch her dog eat like two pounds of dark chocolate in front, <laughs> just happily munches like two pounds of DeBrand's chocolate. The dog was just fine. Yeah. Like, like, just like, like, I don't know if that, I don't know if dog chocolate is overreported. Like, I don't want to give anyone, but like, or it's just, it just Oscar was a Titan, but that dog, she was like, nope. He had like one little shake while he was sleeping that night. And uh, they didn't, they didn't, fine. they didn't uh, make him throw up or take him to the vet. Like, no, or do anything. Like, like they, they were like, is he seems fine. <laughs> like, like they got nervous and like watched him, but no. And uh, like, not sort of like all of it was gone. Like she was like, no, he didn't bust the thing open and throw it around. He consumed all of them. Loved he, it. He didn't even look at the little, uh, the little map on the inside of the box. He just <laughs> scarfed chocolate. Well, as for as many possible times that I've passed out, uh, drunk around my dog. I can't say that he never got into some chocolate. Like, yeah. are we just dispelling that myth here today? Yeah, we're, we're ending that. Guys, go out there and feed your dog chocolate. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure good. it's safe. We have two antidotes. <laughs> we have one and a half antidotes here, so yeah. I think the science is in. We but, have the anecdotal, not yeah. the antidotal. I believe that's where chocolate labs came from. Yeah. <laughs> they breeded a specific dog yeah. in a lab. They can yeah. totally yeah. Have. Yeah. Chocolate, have chocolate. Yeah, chocolate just labs breed, can eat whatever they want. Breed them out. Chocolate labs. <laughs> 
Surprisingly, chocolate labs die if you give them vanilla. (laughs) They're working on the vanilla lab still. science. (laughs) Not quite done. It's like when someone needs Adderall versus they don't need it. How can you tell? Uh, well, DJ, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. We just had an awesome meal for the. For, I think every. I'm guessing people that listen know the deal, right? Yeah, they know. They know the we're de- all we're all food drunk. Yeah. Yes. Well, I also I'm working on getting actual drunk too, so that's that's fun for me. Uh, no, I uh, I always forget. I always get in here, and today's the very first day we've been doing this podcast for a year and a half. Uh, today's the first day we actually wrote down the menu. And the menu we ate, all Ooh. nice and printed out here, so I, I don't have to guess. I can remember. As soon as I make the food, it's like a memory dump. I'm that like, makes sense. What, yeah. what the hell did we just eat? Yep. But it was very fun because uh, I always try to have like a good theme. And for you, uh, I know you're into uh, Dungeons & Dragons. I am. Pretty nerdy. And so that was a exciting idea to have a, a Dungeons & Dragons themed. And then uh, kind of played around with the idea of... Uh, so we have the dungeon rations, which is just a charcuterie, uh, charcuterie board um, with local cheeses and nuts. And uh, what kind of nuts were those? <laughs> the pistachios. Those pistachios. No, not the pistachios. The, the, ones, like, the, the other lemon. ones. Yeah, yeah. They were, like, they were like a neat almond with like a lemon and pepper. On yeah, they were like a, a different kind of almond, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were like a glazed uh, almond. Oh, okay. Yeah, I hate you, Zach. Uh, <laughs> That red dragon cheese I really like, which is like mustard. It's like a mustard cheddar, and then just a bunch of stuff from smoking. I'm a I'm a whore for uh, smoking goose. Yeah, it a great. Uh, but I did actually go into Turkettis this week, and I forgot that I'm literally always wearing a smoking goose hat. So like, I, like once I was in there, I was like, is this like a Crips and Bloods type situation? <laughs> <laughs> like I, I walked into the wrong butcher shop. He the- will heckle me online. Like I like if I, I I used to have a smoking goose hat and then yeah. like a turkey's hat and like I just post like a selfie in the the you know smoking goose and I get like something in my inbox is like mm, nice hat bro uh, <laughs> that's fun it's gang, it's gang territory yeah um, but yeah so dungeon rations for those of you that don't know is like that's like the base level of food that you got to take yeah, in D and D with you to to survive mm-hmm. um, second course was just gruel. Which uh, I, I, I was talking about it at brunch. I don't feel like gruel was truthfully represented in what we <laughs> ate today. I feel like that was gruel's best face forward. Well, it was yeah. It was like uh, I did. It was like uh, cheddar grits. It was great. I did like a cheddar grits with uh, some turkeys bacon. You know, a little accent of bacon in there. So is gruel specifically a dungeon and drag? Dragon thing or no? It's like a, it's like a like a medieval like it's just a very cheap sustenance of. Is it it's just, just any kind of grain? Yeah, it's just basically like it normally would just be like a ground any kind of water it, grain. Is it gruel that Oliver Twist eats? Is that what it went up to? Yeah. Sir, I'd like <laughs> yeah, some more. I believe was so. that gruel? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, I think feel like I gruel. actually really like like grits and and oatmeal and stuff. Like I feel like I wouldn't be opposed to gruel. I think I think uh, oatmeal is going to be a lot closer than in grits to gruel. But I, the thinner and thinner you get it, the worse and worse it yeah. would be. Is and that part of it? Like, yeah, yeah. it's just be really thin yeah. and, and you're just not getting anything? Oh, yeah. yeah, it'd be like making like a cheap porridge. Uh, mm-hmm. the, what's the least amount of food I can give <laughs> to humans? Uh, the next one was the uh, wild, uh, sorry, the yeah, the wild, no, the... I think we made a mistake. Um, I think there was a typo on this one. This was wild boar chops, which were just pork chops. <laughs> you guys wrote wild bear boar. Yeah, wild bear boar. The next one is owl bear. I think that ah. was the confusing. Oh, yeah. No, ah. So uh, it was wild boar chops, which were, uh, Gwen pointed out, I actually sous vide. And she was like, oh, you a lot of sous vide going on in medieval dungeon world. <laughs> no, no, there's no, not. No. But... Uh, <laughs> I uh, I really again I got the smoking goose chops and I thought they would do well to be uh, sous vide and then I just reverse uh, pan seared them. What is a sous vide? I'm out of my depth. Sous vide is when you cook something in its own juices at a low temperature. Okay. So it's like this little machine you just yep. put it in and it just cooks it at like like 140. Yep. I got up early this morning, turned it on, went back to bed, and it just slow cooks all day. Awesome. Sous vide or not <laughs> sous vide? Sous vide. That, that is, is the, the question. question. Um, uh, there might have been a lot of sous vide <laughs> at the time. They might have cooked all day real slow. 
low heat. Probably Ew. easier to maintain, right? Have you seen? This is totally off topic, but have you seen the the photos of Pompeii that they found recently? Yeah. Like they did have these like clay pots where it was basically like a food court, and they would like go in and they just had these different pl- clay pots that they were scooping out these different, yeah, meat, seafood, soups, yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know how low of a because you have to get pretty exact temperature without having a, a thermostat or a thermometer. I don't know yeah. if you'd be able. To, I'm pretty sure the souving is a newer technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gwen just likes to tease me too. Uh, Albear meat pie. Albear is the only animal from Dungeons and Dragons that I can remember. So I was like, Albear. Is yeah. it? Is it? Is it? A, it's like a bear-sized owl, right? Is that it? Yeah, but it, I mean, it's not just like a big owl. I think it also has fur, and I think it's a made-up creature. It's like not a, an owl-sized bear. It's yeah. not an owl-sized bear, which would be adorable. <laughs> right? That would be so cute, a little. Oh, I love that. Little little, little pocket-sized bear. (laughs) I mean, owls are pretty big, but not by bear standards. Right. Yeah. Uh, It was funny. When you say, like, like the bear boar for a second, I thought of, like, the the world of Avatar, The Last Airbender. Did you guys ever watch that? Mm -hmm. They would just, like, smash two animals together. Mm. And it would just be the cutest nonsense in the world. (laughs) And you'd be like, I love turtle ducks. (laughs) Mario's a psychopath. (laughs) <laughs> there was like a, there was like a stuffed animal in the eighties that was that concept. It was, it was I, yeah. kind of fuzzles or something. Yeah, I had forgotten about them until you just said that. And I remember like, like popples or something. Yeah, like that. it was yeah. like two. Like I'm a lion and a parakeet. Well, we have this special technology where we can plug things in. Yeah, that's what I'm looking up right and, now. Uh, fuzzles and, and bring it up. <laughs> fuzzles. <laughs> fuzzles. <laughs> that's a thing. They're they were just ugly popple. <laughs> they look like. They were, they were called monster the f- versions of what you were talking. They were about. called the Fuglies. Yeah. Uh, what was the? It's one of my favorite things I've ever seen. Uh, some nerd has done like, like, anatomy textbook drawings of Pokemon. Like, were you to dissect oh. a Pokemon? <laughs> but it's you can tell the guy probably went to some med school. Yeah. Like, he's got. It's such a good homage. It has to be like, no, this guy did it for real a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and it's wonderful. Like, it's one of those. Awesome. I, uh, I am just like a shade too old to be a Pokemon nerd. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things I was like, I almost want to get into it because that art's so cool. <laughs> like, it was one of those, like, I could, I could buy that for some kid I know just because I dig it. I was 18, uh, 18 or 19 when Pokemon uh, hit big in the U.S. And I lived, I actually lived in a guest house. I was renting out a, 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 like a farmhouse guest house. It was like one of my first apartments as a young man. And um, I, I just had, I didn't, I didn't have any kind of cable or anything. I just had whatever the rabbit ears could pick up. So I had like Channel 4 mm-hmm. kind of came in. And I delivered pizzas, and I would stay up all night. I would, like, go to work. I would uh, deliver pizzas. I'd hang out with my friends, smoke pot all night. We'd try to write, I think we were writing, I don't know, sketches or something. And then I would sleep till the middle of the afternoon, get up, and I would turn the TV on, and this crazy, like, anime show would be on where they were, like, fighting little monsters and stuff. And I would just watch that as I got ready to go to work because there was nothing else to watch. And then, like, six months later, it was the biggest thing. Ever and I was like, that show that I watch when I'm like getting ready where they fighting the animals, this is the biggest thing ever. That's such a weird way to find. Yeah, that is a weird way to be like you are casually acquainted with the thing that is taking over. Well, the worst one of the worst mistakes I ever made was uh, me and my friends went to go see the Pokemon movie in the theater and we were all drunk in the middle of the day, not not thinking about it, the fact so that it was, a, it, a <laughs> it, was just, yeah, it was a bunch of yeah, it was a bunch of children. Yeah, we definitely yeah. scarred some children. But we just sat in the back, and we were like, I think we were heckling the movie and stuff, and like, kick his ass, Pikachu! Yeah, it was awful. No, we, 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 started, we tried to rewatch that, uh, me and my girlfriend did, because we had both liked it when we were younger, and like it's essentially the story of a kid becoming disenchanted with an animal, animal fighting world. <laughs> like, like, he goes through thing to thing, and then he's like, yeah, but this is really terrible. I just want to let the Pokemon free. Yeah, it's, just, it's gradually a story of a kid getting out of dog fighting. <laughs> right, yeah, that's, that's what it seems like to me. Like, I don't know if I'm into chicken fighting. Bro. That's such a fun. You just change the accent on yeah. that story. Well, that's what our economy's based on. Yeah. God. That is so 
<laughs> you were saying earlier you were watching that because I I think yesterday right before I went to sleep I like kind of I turned on Netflix and then it just starts playing whatever yeah. and then I fell asleep. But yeah, I saw a trailer for the beginning opening scene of that hybrid show you were talking about, it's Sweet Tooth. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I I just watched it like the first episode. I think it it'll be popular. Netflix is its own institution now. Typically, if it comes out and anybody likes a show, it does fine. Mm-hmm. Like it was one of the, like I know they just canceled Jupiter's whatever, but that's like every person I saw that watched it was like, no, nah, it wasn't any good. That's why it didn't mm-hmm. go. But yeah, no, Sweet Tooth is fine. Like, like, I don't know if I'm going to love it, but it, it's cool. Uh, I read a couple of the comics, and I didn't dig them. Mm. And that used to, like, really change my opinion of things. But in the last couple of years, there have been a couple of comic adaptations that have been the right type of different or spinoff. Yeah. That, that like... I can't go by that standard anymore. Sometimes they, they can really make it its own thing or improve. And I think I heard you talking about this randomly a couple weeks ago, but you were talking about the boys. Yeah. I, the boys comic is not great. It's rough. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like it's real sophomoric and I, I don't, I mean, I'm kind of a hypocrite. I read them. So there was yeah. something in there I liked, mm-hmm. but I can remember being like, eh, it's not great. Mm-hmm. And then I'd see the boys and I'm like, Oh, this is, Kind of a provocative piece, but it's not it's not what I was afraid of. Yeah. You know, like I thought it was going to be a guy I thought it was going to turn into a bunch of guys humping robots into submission. Yeah. You know, but oh, like, wow. yeah, like I thought it was going to be a bunch of weird over the top bullshit. Yeah, they they age and, and they totally have plenty of over the top bullshit. I don't mm-hmm. want to like say they pulled the teeth out of that dog, but it's not the same type of mean rabid. Mm. Yeah. Uh and like conversely, there there were comics like that I dug that I don't think translate to the the visual medium. Like uh, we were just talking about The Walking Dead. Right. I don't like the walk. I don't want to share that super adult gritty story with children and the illiterate. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't want. <laughs> I don't want people who don't have the patience to read a story to get something as dark and bleak as the end of the world. Because right. that's when you get, like, preppers who kind of are excited about it. Because they're yeah. like, yeah, no, that's what I want to be. I want to be the cowboy at the end of the world. That cowboy at the end of the world had his whole family die. Like, yeah. he's miserable. Yeah. Like, it's, that story doesn't... He had to do some bad things to survive. Yeah, like, he, yeah. And I don't want to share that. Like, I don't think that's a proper story. That was one of my favorite memes is, like, a picture of, like, a guy with a gun on top of a car and there's zombies around and it's like who you think you're going to be at the end of the world and then it just points to a random zombie and it's like who you will be at the yeah. end of the world yeah. yeah and i was like yeah i have no because like that was the whole thing about the walking dead was it was supposed to be like what happens at the end of a horror movie and it just like it keeps going and mm-hmm. then the walking dead is the double entendre of like the zombies but also the people are the walking dead because they just have to keep going and going right. and um i remember what my point was there I think we we're just talking about what stories translate to what medium. Mm. I'll tell you which one I really didn't like. World War Z. World War Z, I love that book so much. That was, was the worst a, movie. Like, I don't even know if they were the same story. I, I, no. I, I mean, I, only loosely. Like, in name only. And I think that's it. Like, World War Z was a thought experiment. Right. Like, right. reading that book was one mm-hmm. of those. Like, it's it, you enjoyed it, but you didn't need to see it. I know what... I know what the news looks like. <laughs> like yeah, and that, that wasn't even one you could do in a movie. You'd have to do it as like a series or something to touch on all the things they mm-hmm. touched on. There, there are some visuals that are necessary to understand things, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the examples I give is I still like stories that have things I can't really look at. Right? Like I like some, some of the Marvel stuff, some of the mm-hmm. Star Wars, whatever. Because like when I saw those Ents move around in the Lord of the Rings movies... That changed the way I looked at trees. <laughs> yeah. like, I was like, oh, that's awesome. I, I, that wasn't in my head before then. Mm-hmm. But like World War Z didn't present any new things to your head. It was no. just, hey, Brad Pitt's sexy. And wouldn't, <laughs> it, wouldn't it suck if things were chasing you? Yeah. It doesn't matter if the things chasing you are zombies or wolves or robots. It's just scary. Just burr. How old were you when you got into gaming, like like uh, playing D anD D and stuff like that? Uh, I didn't play D anD D until recently. Like, oh, like, right. like yeah, no, I didn't get into ac- actual D anD D until like right before 
uh, lockdown, like right before COVID was my first true. Really? Uh, no, wait, that's not exactly true. I played a couple of games out in LA. Like okay. I, I played like two or three games, but I think I just played like first games twice, you know, like, and we didn't get back together. Right. But I've always been a fantasy nerd. Mm -hmm. So like, even if it wasn't gaming, I was the guy that drew all of my friends as you're a wizard and I'm a barbarian mm -hmm. and you're a guy like there are hundreds. If you were to go through my notebooks, there are, uh, it was, uh, this is fun. I was actually just going through my notebooks like a couple of weeks ago yeah. and there was a stretch where like I drew most anybody I had worked with as a superhero or villain. I don't tell them how to run their lives, <laughs> but like, it would just be a weird, like, eh, I just kind of do a, this is the superhero you are. And I yeah. come up with a, what it's so, like, it's always been a, I've always lived in a world adjacent to D and D and aware of it, but I never really had a core group of friends nerdy enough to do it. Like, I think that's it. Most of my friends, most of my friends are all macho boys that like sports. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a, it's a, a very much a time commitment too. Mm -hmm. And then also like, so did you buy all the books and like really yep, deep dive? Like it takes a lot to like teach yourself to be like a DM. Yeah. And that was a hard thing for me. Also, I am not, I don't do well buying myself things. Like I, I treat myself to a lot of things. I don't want to pretend like I'm, I live a rigid life or a mm -hmm. minute. I don't, but I have a hard time investing in stuff, period. Like I don't like buying something until I know I'm going to be into it. Right. So it was hard for me to be like, I'm going to spend 60 bucks on a book. And if I don't read it, I just might as well have thrown it away. But yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I broke down, I, I bought, uh, I think I bought, Four books. I bought the three regulars, and I bought the uh, the the one with the beholder looking through a goldfish. Mordecai's Guide to Everything, or something like that. Man, like because like I remember when you were just getting into that like last year, like before the pandemic, uh -huh. and like we were meeting up. But like I always assumed that like you've been doing this like like your whole life. So that's, that's <laughs> well, I'm a good bluffer. Yeah. I'm real good at <laughs> looking like I. I am I am tall and I wear glasses, so people yeah. frequently think I know what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> that's perfect. You do you look like a guy that's playing D D S all? Life. Yeah, that's fair. I am. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, but then again, I think everyone at this table does. Yeah, that, this looks like a D and D group, uh, a cooler than average one. We've got two black guys. That makes it way cooler than most D and D yeah. groups. I played uh, I played Vampire the Masquerade in high school, which was a, a live action role playing game. And at my, I played at Ben Davis, which is this huge school. Yeah. So there would be 30 plus kids that were actively playing every day, which is a drop in the bucket of the 4,000 kids that were there. So I, I would agree with my, I had like different, I had like my quote unquote cool group of friends that like mm -hmm. smoked weed and tried to get laid. And then I had like my nerdy group of friends that wanted to pretend that they were vampires killing each other. And I remember like walking down the street because the game was always being played kind of technically. So, like, I'd be walking, like, with a girl down the hallway, and these two guys come up, and they're like, we're pulling shotguns on you. And I was like, not now, not now. See me in the parking lot after class. Oh, that's so fun. Oh, that's so fun. Did they say they were pulling shotguns on you? No, I don't know who those were, man. Oh, the weird crossover that can happen with that. Right. Just so dangerous. Welcome to Dyke in yeah. both worlds. Yeah. Well, then you, then you hit the age where you're just like, you just got to let the ladies know that you're a fucking dork, you know? <laughs> it's just like, yeah, everything's much better when you're not trying to pretend to be cool. But there was a good year and a half there where I was trying to pretend to do both. I, I understand that. real. I went to a tiny school. And, like, going to a small school, it's it's hard to do anything different or weird. Mm -hmm. Like, it, not, just because people, not just because everyone's in your business, but just because there's no audience for it. Yeah. Like, it's mm -hmm. one of those, like, hey, I don't, I'm, I'm mad. I don't know if I can get six nerds together. No. Like, I don't know if I can find kids that are smart enough to do the math in their head with my circle. Of when you're mm -hmm. only drawing from 60 dudes yeah. or whatever, yeah. and 30 of them have concussion problems from <laughs> our shit football team well that was, was like i transferred from ritter to ben davis so like one of the smallest schools to one of the biggest and ritter just only had like one of everything like there was one vegan in the school there was yeah. one person that was into punk rock there was you know and then i went to ben davis and there was an entire subgroup for all these things and yeah. i was like 
Oh, it's not just that wacky girl that doesn't eat meat. Like, there's like a whole bunch of people, or there's a whole bunch of people that are into punk rock, not just Earl. Like, yeah. that's crazy. I'm not. I'm not the kid into comic books. Yeah, awesome. I also feel D and D has gotten more popular because it Hugely. was a thing where, like, even like with the nerds growing up, like we all played magic, but one kid played D and D. Yeah. And that was like a like an additional layer of like commitment and like into itness. And now I feel like like you know I see all sorts of people that are clearly like you know like the cool kid types, and then you know like jumping into games like. And I, I I don't know if it's just me, but like, okay. I feel like it's more of like a poker night than mm -hmm. like for this generation than it was like then 15, 20 years now. ago. Yeah, then poker is even. No, yeah. you're 100% right. It is because like I, what I noticed like just moving into Irvington and it was a bunch of people in their like a bunch of couples in their 20s. And then it's just like, oh, what the fuck do we do for fun now? We don't want to go out to, mm -hmm. a, to a loud bar. We don't want to go downtown. And like people, we start having people over for game night. And it's like you start off with. Catan, and you start off with Ticket to Ride, and then it just, the natural progression, I think it just starts ratcheting yeah, up. That's almost exactly what happened <laughs> with mine, was like it started as a game night, and Catan was one of them, yeah. and Ticket to Ride, I still love it when we break out Ticket to Ride, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that's, that's precisely what happened. I also think it's just kind of merchandise in general, like I know that sounds odd, but everybody has toys now. Even your sportsiest, most macho friend spends $300 on dorky posters or Funko Pops that look like John Elway or mm -hmm. what. Like, toys are completely appropriate mm -hmm. eh, and by my standard. And I'm a 40-year-old white dude, so according to some people, the only standard. <laughs> like, But, like, I, I don't think it's an overly dorky my my most stoic of friends have wrestling figures somewhere right. in their house. And I don't think that was true of my dad's generation. Yeah, I also think things like the Marvel movies yeah, that, have really... Because I, I, I remember even being like... It, like I, I remember like when I, when I was down in uh, Bloomington, I, would, like, I was still like actively buying comics. And I remember like seeing them reading a comic and some girl kind of like roasting me. And I was like, I was like, have you seen that Iron Man movie or whatever it was at the time? She was like, yeah, it was great. I was like, yeah, this is, I'm just reading the book. Like, yeah, yeah that, that, that's a lot of uh, Star Wars is older than mm -hmm. most parents now. Mm -hmm. So all of us kind of wanted an R2-D2 toothbrush or right. whatever. Right. That's so true. I was a Jar Jar Binks fan myself. Are you serious? <laughs> no, no one was. That was the problem. <laughs> like, you know, the whole backstory of that deal, right? Like, um, the actor who played Jar Jar Binks was uh, a young black man, and they basically told him, like, you are going to be the next Chewbacca. You are going to be beloved for generations. You are going to be part of this Star Wars family where you're just going to be this icon. I, I like, look, kid, I don't think you're going to get this. Yeah, <laughs> like... I guess it'll be tough for you. Like, you may not be able to... You might have trouble getting other roles because people are just going to see you <laughs> as good old Jar Jar forever. Like, you know, and then it was the exact opposite where the fandom just hated him. So he was black the whole time underneath. Yeah, I don't think he was... With CGI. The, the, doing the... I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which makes the... Uh, it, me so sorry. Uh, yes, Miss Daisy, uh, a little bit better, I guess, uh, but not much. I don't know if that was his idea. I feel like it was still. Everyone in the Phantom Menace is like a racial stereotype oh, of so, somehow, like, ugh. like the 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 aliens at the beginning are all like Japanese businessmen. Like the fly, I don't even want to touch what the fly is supposed to be, but like they all are like kind of uh, over the top, and like I. Not really in any other movie, but specifically The Phantom Menace. They were all... And it's where, like, I think you can argue in the old ones things like that were true. Sure. But that's the only time where I feel like everybody knew it was happening. Yeah. And it was one of those, like, and instead of steer, like, and instead of trying to steer away from it, <laughs> steer, steer into, into the skin. <laughs> Super hard. Yeah. And it was just one of those, I'm like, ooh, we even are, in the newer we are ones. heavy top for but, that. But even in the newer ones, there was, like, this, like, washing scene where they were all, like, like these aliens were washing their clothes and putting it up. And I'm like, wait, this is, what, what is this? Yeah. You, you guys know what I'm talking about? No. I don't. I don't think I paid enough attention to the I'll newest pull it up. one. Pull it up. Yeah. Pull it up. 
Um, well, I did know that the the Ewoks were supposed to be like based on the Viet Cong. They're just really? supposed to be cuddly. <laughs> the cuddly VC, cuddly Charlie, <laughs> oh, cuddly uh, Charlie. What was that? Was actually that was that a name? That was when they were trying to reintroduce teddy bears to another generation. <laughs> but well, uh, I just read uh, after the teddy bear. Uh, I, I feel like a, a a dummy for not knowing the president that followed Roosevelt, but the following president tried to have the world embrace possums. Like oh, he tried yeah? to have everybody like that, buy make, a make stuffed it, possum and like it, I, I, it might, might have been Taft. That's but like so like funny. the Taft possum was like a legit. We're gonna get America to embrace the Taft possum, and everybody was like, uh, "One possums are gross. <laughs> Two was that because yeah. of the teddy bear thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it was the he's trying to make fetch happen. Yeah, that's exactly it. What if I had my own thing, like a possum? <laughs> I hope some troll just pitched that to him. They're like, "Yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> You'd be the Taft possum," and he's like, "That's great. It's it's due." I would love to see a show. Here's a great show idea. I'd love to see a show like Veep, but it takes place like in like like Roosevelt era White House. Do it with with or, Jackson. Uh, Andrew Jackson. Yeah, like Andrew Jackson would be the cool. best. You're just trying to deal with a lunatic. <laughs> Why is the president shooting people from the balcony again? Well, he's a monster. That was that was one thing. I, I we had a moratorium on the last president. We never talk politics and brought him I was like I'm uh, ad nauseum but now that he's at office I'll, I'll I'll be like it's okay every once in a while but um that was the one thing during uh the last president was like this is the worst president ever I was like well, I don't know like, yeah, like I have if you really want to look back we had some wacky ass presidents and I hated making that argument because it made <laughs> me sound like a contrarian at best or a fan at yeah. <laughs> it was one of those um, but yeah, uh, yeah. Donald Trump. I don't think he had a trail of tears attributed to his yeah. name. Like there was some, yeah. some, some, some pretty bad. Yeah, this was awful. But Grover Cleveland <laughs> was a maniac. Killed a woman <laughs> just to watch her die. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. How are we doing on time, Zach? Oh, oh we're done on time. Oh, okay. I'm giving you that countdown. Oh, You've sorry. Looking right I, past. I, 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 yeah, I have not. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back okay. with more of this. I like this song most of my life. I uh, I had a friend who was a huge They Might Be Giants fan. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's just like, I kind of get, I get sucked into other people's fandom of yeah. things. And this guy, uh, you know, he broke down the whole thing about um, just the history of the guy who was a teacher and started playing in his garage and all this stuff. But then uh, took me to a, like a, I went and saw him at the Vogue. And, um, but like also the whole weird side history with it being involved in like tiny tunes and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, like, Particle Man and all this. So, I was like, oh, I did listen to this as a little kid and have no idea that I was listening to this. And then I got reintroduced to it later in life. They're an easy fandom to like get involved with because they really do seem legitimately fun. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like they've done much that they didn't want to do. Like, yeah. And if it was the same show at the Vogue, I think they are terrifically fun showmen. Yeah, like they were. Their live show had a confetti cannon and like oh, wow. like weird interactive gags that were legitimately funny. Like as a butthole, as yeah. somebody trying to not be impressed by the guy at the airplane with jokes, by the guy whom I'm like, screw your dad jokes, lady. Just tell me how to <laughs> buckle up my seatbelt. I don't want to hear your your tight five. I, I love stuff like that. Like, I, I used to be in a hip-hop group uh, many lifetimes ago. and uh, But it was like, to me, we were, we were a parody of a hip-hop group. Mm -hmm. and uh, But, like, every single song, 
uh, that we did live had some sort of aspect like that. Like we had a song called Catholic School Girls, and we'd have girls dance with us on stage. Yeah. We had a, you know my friend in a salt shaker costume for another song. Oh, we had a song where people would come up and do beer bogs on stage in between. And like that was the fun part for me was like the theatrics of it. But I remember like uh, they might be giants definitely being like that. Yeah, it, I can remember watching it and being like, "This is, this is funnier than a lot of bad comedy shows." Mm-hmm. Or, or, like being like, "This is legitimately clever. This is very fun." Nice. We'll okay. have to t- tune into that, and I, I want to see if I'm going to be a fan of. They might be giants. They might be. I, I feel like they're also an easy band where to like hop out of. Like it's one of those like they're not somebody that you've got to commit yourself to loving mm-hmm. them. You know, nobody's going to call you out on not being a real they might be. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody, oh, you yeah. like Tool? Well, where did you, did you have yeah. any other lyrics tattooed on your chest? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah You're not yeah. going to have any of that. Okay, good. Their, their fans are like aggressive. Their, yeah, like, oh, you only like their early stuff? That's awesome. Here's their new stuff. It's wonky, and it's about alarm clocks. Yeah. Have you ever pretended to be part of a fandom? I'm sure I have. Let me oh, think. Oh, yeah, probably. <sighs> I don't. I, I know. I've convinced myself I was a fandom once. Like, um, have I ever pretended to be? Like I, just to get out of a conversation, or well, so what? Like when I was eighteen, I went to uh, the Hoosier Dome to go see Metallica with my, my one of my best friends, and I, I will tell you, back then at eighteen, it was one of the most amazing. To this day, one of the most amazing stage shows I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally, a guy was running around on fire by the end of it. Yeah. Like, it, it, it was crazy. It was one of the best uh, concert experiences I ever had. So, like, three years later, they came back to town, and my friend just auto-buys me a ticket. And I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, we had such a good time last time. I'll go back. This happens, like, four or five more times throughout my life. And I realize he is this Metallica super fan I'm a dude that had fun at a concert in '98, <laughs> and 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 by the fifth time, and now I've like I haven't said anything for so long that I've kind of tacitly made myself out to be a biggest fan as he is. <laughs> he thinks you're listening to the album yeah. on your own. And the last time I realized how bad it like because now he's made his own super fans groups that are there along, and I remember this guy sent me the the set list like he recorded it from his phone and then set me the entire like emailed me the entire concert we were just at like five minutes after we left I'm like I'm never gonna listen to this again <laughs> this was like are you yeah. you people are crazy and then I was just like oh I've I've just had this lie going on for so long that I didn't mean to I I don't know if I've ever pretended to be a fandom but I have definitely like tried fandoms on. Mm. to see if it would fit before yeah but in my like like in my defense i i do that with anything to make sure if i really like something because i'm so scared of being a poser fan or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. right so like i can remember there was a year or two where like i listened to a lot of grateful dead mm. enough that i'm like i oh, know i like the grateful dead but but i would never buy a grateful dead shirt because i'm yeah. not the inverse of like what i just said with the being a yeah. tool. I, I think that stems from being the youngest in a big family. So anytime I liked anything, somebody else had already claimed dibs. Mm. So if I'm going to say I like something, I better goddamn know what I'm talking about. Like, so I think that might be it. Uh, but like, I definitely went to a show and I pretended that I was a Deftones fan, but I was mostly <laughs> a fan of getting drunk at Deer Creek. Like, <laughs> but I bought a record and listened yeah. to it before I came, but. That's what. Yeah. Yeah. I think I find that more with like movies, like like I I've always grown up with like Star Wars, right? And mm-hmm. understand like, but Star Wars fans are very serious if you know anything about Star Wars. So like, there's something like like someone will be like talking about like a like a like a region in Star Wars, and I'll and I'll just get really silent for a little bit. I'm like, oh, because you don't want to upset them. Like, mm-hmm. wait, you don't know that you don't know Darth Maul's grandmother. Like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't aware of her. You know, Grand Mall seizure? <laughs> I, I also have that, and I worry about it, because I'm just, like, like you asked if I was a big Star Wars nerd, yeah. and I'm I'm not, I'm just a nerd, and I have mm-hmm. a pretty good memory, mm-hmm. and I don't super follow sports, mm-hmm. so I don't have to have all that yeah. minutia pretty, stuck yeah, in my yeah. head. 
So it's one of those things where I'm like, eh, I'm not really a Star Wars fan, but I sure know an awful lot of the extended universe yeah. for not a Star Wars fan. Right. And I lose my shit when somebody is a fan and I know more. <laughs> I get mad the same way. I get mad the same way when I was in college, I lived with like a Christian dude that never read the Bible. <laughs> and I'm like, listen up, asshole. If you're going to, if you're going to call people on the rules, yeah, yeah. know them. No, yeah, <laughs> like it'd exactly. be one of those like, hey, I've read a lot of the books that people like, like, so yeah, I, I have a little ownership of nerddom, right. but I don't think I'm an enforcer of anything. I, it's, yeah. But there is some of that where eh, I, I like, un <laughs> I have a problem with unqualified authority in any capacity. Some, yeah. Sometimes I get scared of so like certain fandoms out of nowhere. It's just like, Oh, I like the thing. And now all of a sudden that fandom is like talk. Like I'm a big fan of Rick and Morty. And then all of a sudden it was just like, if you are a Rick and Morty fan, you are a piece of shit. And I was like, I don't remember being a piece of shit, Yeah, but like I disavow any piece of shittery that was going on. Yeah, I'm like, I just think it, it's, it's maybe it's my favorite show in the last three or four years. Yeah. I guess that makes me a firm part of their fandom. But I'm not a very I, I'm not a very good fan of anything. Like that's a I'm an avid fan of some things, but I'm not a uh, I'm not a good joiner. Like like I'm not a good. Yeah, I, I, I don't represent a whole lot of stuff. It's funny if if it's like got a negative association with it, like you can get pulled into the fandom without like like you've seen some shows. Yeah, I like Rick and Morty, but if it's like like a good thing, then like no amount of like you know things you can put forward and somebody will always one up you and be like, well, you're not a real star Wars fan. Yeah. You know, well, I, I, I've been a back to the future fan my entire life. Uh, it's my favorite to this day. My favorite movie. I love time travel. And I think it all spans from back to the future. Thad being the good roommate that he is, um, got me for my birthday, this back to the future clock that's on the wall behind you. It is backwards. Ah, wonderful. Um, but if you look really closely at it, this, oh, this thing came from the Ukraine. It is a picture of Marty McFly. However, the car behind him is not a DeLorean <laughs> at all. <laughs> it is it is some sort of other car that is tricked out, but also not tricked out in the way the DeLorean was exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just kind of. Just from and the Fast and the Furious, one of their yeah, stock cars. <laughs> and, like, this, this package showed up with, like, all this, like, uh, like uh, Russian, like it was like c covered in Russian writing. I was like, "What the hell did he buy?" And uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's one of the best things ever. And then a, the the entire clock is backwards too, so I never know exactly what time it is. <laughs> like I think it's seven twenty seven. I what? Where are we? And at four twenty, it turns into Eric Stoltz for five minutes. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> That's yeah. so cool. Uh, that's super. I was watching a, or I was watching a real fun like YouTube video. I don't remember what channel it was. I feel like a butthole, but it was talking about like how weird we think a lot of Japanese cartoons or mm -hmm. storylines are. Mm -hmm. But it talks about how like they have the same ridiculous tropes, and like we have our own that we just all are used to absorbing quickly. Yeah, like guy gets shrunk down and has to go into one of the other people's bodies. Yeah. yeah. Like we, were all, we could all totally understand a scenario oh, yeah. where the three of us eat a pill <laughs> and go into Zach's body. Right. That's such a bonkers weird idea from a movie none of us have probably watched. Yeah. Right. Well, like like Inner Space is, I know the reference. I haven't seen it. I know of it. Like I know the one that I saw. Bus. There was the one... Back in what the eighties or the seventies? Sure, yeah, I've like, seen that one. Yeah. It's been done. 50, like we all sure, get it. yeah. Rick and Morty yeah, does it. Yeah, but it's one of those like so when you see something weird when you're like, why did singing a sad song make the giant octopus turn into a rainbow? <laughs> it's not just random. Yeah, any more than why does that red like why does that spaceship need to get out of your ear hole? Like, yeah, we totally get it. Yeah, that's crazy. That's funny. Yeah, uh, but I, I love uh, just the nonsense of there's a just talking about fandoms and not wanting to belong to it. I think it's I, I'm a huge pro wrestling fan mm -hmm. and I can't imagine a fandom I would less want to be associated with mm -hmm. on a number of things. Like not just like, oh, they're mean or what they're hillbilly. They're childish. They're special needs kids. Like they're, it's not a, and they're such an angry group. 
Like mm. it's one of those I I can remember like I've tried to be in a couple of of fun groups yeah. for wrestling fans, but like when you try to make a friendly post like Sami Zayn's Blue Thunder Driver is the coolest move I've ever seen not win a match. Mm. And you have like 95 guys correcting you. And you're like, oh, I'm sorry that I was preventing you from enjoying something. Yeah. <laughs> like, Seems like there's a lot of well, actually. In yeah. That, in it, that it's just, uh, I want to make it now. I, I want to make the point when I'm online and I see those lunatics that like correct people's language about assault rifles or guns. Yeah. And I'm like, you sound like an idiot telling me uh, that's actually not a power bomb. That's an inverted power <laughs> slam. And you're an idiot that wouldn't know his ass. Like, it's just one of those. I'm like, uh, yeah, you're just a, you're just a nerd. So what you find is like, there's like sex of people and anything, whether it's a movie, whether it's star Wars, whether it's a game that there's just these diehard people that are like ruining it for other people just by overcorrecting. Yeah, and, and it is hard. Well, they're keeping the fan base pure. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's the strongest point to make. Yeah, what do you feel? What are you protective of? What fandom are you? Man, I'm, I I am probably so laissez-faire about things like and open to people's ideas that I, I don't think I have like something like where I'm like I'm super protective of. I'm 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 a big fan of Hook. That's that's my my thing. I could quote probably every line of it, but like I don't have a thing. And if that they were I really like, we're gonna out. reboot Hook, and Peter is gonna be played by uh, a, a woman, a black woman in a wheelchair. A black woman in a wheelchair. Yeah. Well, first off, uh, as we know with Hook or Peter Pan, a lot of the Peter Pans were women. Um, <laughs> oh, they played them. Yeah. Did you know Glenn Close was in the original Hook? Yes. Okay. Yes. Glenn That's Close. my own little nonsense. She, yeah. The Boo Box. Yeah. That was the, oh, I love that. Um, and also Star Wars, speaking of Star Wars, George Lucas yeah. and um, whoever Princess Leia was. Okay, this is going to piss me off. Whoever! You know, uh, I'm being choked uh, right now. People wow. are choking me. There are people outside. Please help me. About a week ago, my girlfriend couldn't remember Carrie Fisher's name, and yeah. she was really scared that all of her female friends were going to kick her out of every club <laughs> right? she's ever been at. It's scary. That's You're like, okay. Like, I got scared not be remembering that. Yeah. Bit. Like, I looked at everybody's eyes like, like there's someone yeah. behind me right yeah. now. I'm like, am I going to get stabbed? Is, that, is, it the, is this the end? Um, but, yeah, like, uh, I guess Hook. Yeah, but yeah, Carrie Fisher was in there, um, and uh, George Lucas. They were kissing on the the, the, the rooftop. You know what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah, there's so many cool things. There, there's certain things where I don't know. It's just like as stupid as it is, and is but like I love arguing about. I would rather much rather argue about some stupid fandom thing and get really into it than argue about politics or argue about. You know, it was like. I can have this really strong opinion because yeah. at the end of the day, it's so low stakes. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really matter. Now, I think there is a certain... I I feel like there is a certain respect that you do owe to fandoms yeah. sometimes, but then I'll go completely the other way and then go, no, nah, fuck them. Yeah. You know, or, or fuck that. Let's do something <laughs> new. But, like, I, I think one of the best... I think the most respectful way that I've seen it was, like, the when they rebooted um, Star Trek, because I'm a huge Star Trek fan, yeah. and when they did, they, they used time travel to basically go, like, look, everything that you liked is fine, <laughs> and it's still there, but we're going to do this other new thing over here, but what you liked is still here, but this is going to be different. And it was just like, wow, you really just held all these nerds' hands in such a good way, and it was like, that was my one complaint with Ghostbusters, and it wasn't that, oh, ladies can't bust a ghost, because... <laughs> yeah. That's stupid. But like But like if they had just made it be like, hey, we're not rewriting over this thing that you liked, but here over here these ladies are busted ghosts. I don't think as many people would have lost their fucking I, minds. Yeah, I think you're totally right. It's also it's one of those because I get to avoid a lot of, of getting like when you talked about like I didn't even know people hated Rick and Morty or whatever, that yeah. fandom became a butthole. Yeah. I feel like not being an avid fan prevents me from knowing a lot of that. Like, oh, I didn't get so mad. Get, it's at like it. you're you're on base. Like, oh, like yeah, I'm, I'm safe. Like, I didn't get I didn't get mad about any of the girl Ghostbusters or whatever. But then I feel bad when like when a movie's not great, and I'm like, am I allowed to not like something just again because I'm a jerk, not because yeah, I'm yeah, a yeah. focused jerk? Like, no, that was my thing because I remember <clears throat> sticking up for 
Lady Lady Ghostbusters before it came out and just being like, you know, like maybe this inspires some woman to invent the cure for cancer. Yeah. So like who knows? Like 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 there's, there's a lot of good that could come out of a Lady Ghostbusters movie. And I saw it, it wasn't great, <laughs> but it wasn't like it wasn't four girls busting ghosts that made that movie not great. Yeah. It was it was not writing a great movie. Yeah, that, made was, that movie not great. Yeah. Um, I'm very protective of Back to the Future, and Back to the Future is one of those movies that I do believe is protective in a bubble where it's like, I don't think they're going to be able to remake or reboot that until everyone that's involved in the project is dead. Really? Uh, This is just some fun nonsense you might already know. Uh, There's a Japanese wrestler whose whole gimmick is like he dresses up like Marty McFly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that's his deal. And he's great. Like, like uh, Abushi. Yeah. Uh, I think is... is like Does he stop time? Uh, his finisher is called, like, the time cutter or the hoverboard lock. and But no, but, like, he comes in and he's wearing, like, the outfit. And he, mm-hmm. like, does, like, a time stopper. And I, I think it's just one of those... In Japan, it looked weird enough and stylized enough that people thought it was cool. <laughs> that's not... That's not. Uh, that's oh, is that someone game. making them? Yeah, but that, that's game. what he looks like in real life. That's great. And yeah. he's like, he's a champion. You can see him with a title belt there. Like he's not a, he's not some nobody. Wait, so but are there two of them? I, I don't know the. I don't know the Doc ma- Brown side manager there. probably. Yeah, I don't know who's that. That guy's not always with him. No, like uh, he is. He's my nephew, who's a grown up, like twenty six year old's favorite wrestler. That's hilarious. And he's good. Like, I mean, he's not my fave, but... What'd you do, kid? Jump ship? Yeah. But there he is in the timeline. That's amazing. What? what there was another... What, what picture were you trying to look up earlier? Oh, oh I don't know. Oh, Mr. Fuggles? <laughs> yeah, we're know. talking about uh, bear Pops. owls. Uh, owl-sized bears. P-O-P-P-L-E-S, I would guess. There's definitely a Mr. Fuggles. No, Pop... Oh, man. weren't those them? It was yeah. both a Z and two Gs. No, you're right. I thought popples were the the like the Lego like the cr- curly straw things that plugged into each uh, other. Yeah, I think you, those were something like that. So wait, did any of you guys collect Beanie Babies? This is reminding me of a real Beanie Baby uh, vibe. I didn't, but my sisters did. Man, yeah, the, we thought they were going to be so much. Like the bowl was like a rare one. It was like mm. it was like going to be worth like fifty bucks, and then maybe like. A thousand dollars someday. Uh, you remember the famous court picture of the couple in divorce court yeah. splitting out their beanie babies <laughs> I on the don't, floor? But I love bring that, it up, that bring it up. up. Like, it's amazing. Uh, it, well, yeah. that was one of those things where it's just like after like comic books and baseball cards, and the thing is like by the nineties, a lot of these things were all printed so much that none of them were ever going to be worth value. What people that would find old stuff from the forties were. <laughs> but by the time Beanie Babies came around, <laughs> oh, it was just, like, oh, we do have this thing that might go up in value. Can oh. you imagine your entire fucking family watching you oh. split up your Beanie Babies? Oh, it'd be hard. This, yeah. was, this, was the, this was the Bitcoin of, <laughs> of the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the funniest video. I, like, I, I'd like to see them fall in love afterwards, like, like as they're splitting it up. Like, remember this, honey? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you could have the dinosaur. No, no, it would be right. You'd have Bongo. Oh, God, that's so funny. I, <laughs> oh, there's your bull. Like, I love it and hate it at the same time. It's a Red Bull. Oh, was it? Yeah. Mm. Uh, my family, I might, I might be telling family secrets right now. Tell it. Uh, I, I might be. I don't know if it's out, but I know it is true. The year that Tickle Me Elmo was, like, the Christmas present. Do you remember? Like, it yes. was a holy mm-hmm. cow. People were selling them for like hundreds of dollars. Uh, my oldest sister got one for my nephew, and my other sister sold it. Like not even being a dirtbag, but just was like my kids too. He He's, doesn't care. Yeah. We would much rather have seven hundred dollars yeah, yeah, yeah. than yeah. this whatever. So, and, like, my, my sister that bought it just happened to find, like, was a crazy last one in the Walmart type scenario. And she was living in Alabama at the time. But mm. then she, like, then we get, like, the last minute, like, hey, I'm going to make it up for Christmas this year. Can't wait to see Gabe open up his Tickle Me Elmo. And my sister had to end up buying another that was out. Like, she ended up losing $200 replacing it. <laughs> it's one of my favorite, like, like just sad stories, like, 
She, she ended up like selling it for six and then having to buy another one to replace. It sounds like a sitcom that wouldn't really happen. Can like, you look up what year that, like, the Tickle Me Elmo came real, out? It was a real I Gift get, of the Magi situation. Real, like, it's going to be like 98 or 99. Like, I'm just thinking about ages because I'm thinking 95. What's going on in our world at this time where people are going crazy over a Tickle Me Elmo in stores? Like, that, like I remember but people were getting But it's a different thing every year. Like, Hatchimals was a couple years back or, uh, you But know. Tickle Me Elmos. Tickle Me Elmo was notorious for being, like, there, I feel like people died. There was a, yeah, a couple was, of deaths attributed to... 96. The oh, the Bulls. The Bulls. The, I mean, that's that was the biggest thing. Like, Michael Jordan probably just was about to get his another title, and then... What? Uh, the... What? What is that? <laughs> is it 14? uh, 1,400 <laughs> people died? Yeah, this, is, <laughs> yeah. this is not... Okay, this that's is, what, gotta, I was like, that wasn't... That, that was immediately <laughs> pulled up, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it showed. Uh, we were looking on the screen. You, you guys showed, remember when six million people died from the Tickle Me <laughs> Elmo? <laughs> the Tickle Me Elmo pandemic. I didn't, know, I didn't know it was that violent. But like I'm saying, like we we're a lot more um, compounded with a lot more crazy shit in our world right now. Like to yeah. where we can't care about the Tickle Me Elmo and something that brought us so much joy. Like I feel like the toys that people are going crazy over now is like something that's killing something else. Uh, also, going. Going crazy used to be more fun when not everybody was looking at you all the time. Like, I mean, like, we made fun of it, but think about how much people got into waiting in line for movies or mm -hmm. book releases. Mm -hmm. I know that still kind of happens, but not, <coughs> like, not like it did. Yeah. But like that. Camping out for days. Over. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's over. It, it might come back, but it's not. But there was a phase where, like, that was a thing to do. Like that well, was. A, I think a lot now. A lot of the stuff just got moved online. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. Like you're like, still waiting like, there's online. There's like shoe releases and stuff now, where <laughs> people are. But like, yeah, it's just not. There's not a physical. You don't have to physically hold a spot. A different type of mania is about it. Yeah. There is a little bit of that. Some of like the pop up things that I found interesting since the pandemic were like all these little niche pop-ups where they would be sold out in a half an hour. Like there's a bakery or a baker that does that. And then like uh, the, uh, 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 the pizza, like that's one of those things where yeah. the Detroit style pizza, yeah. where you got a Fichero or. So I think there's some things where people line up, but I don't know. I, I don't I feel like not even theaters are a thing anymore. Whereas yeah. like people did used to like stay overnight for the Star Wars, you know. And not uh, like a little while. Like it was I, I, sometimes I would, a couple like days. A week or yeah, two. yeah. Well, that was the thing I was into uh uh craft beer at the in the early 2000s, 2010s, I mean. And um that was like one of the things with like um Three Floyds. A lot of their stuff was built around the scarcity model so it was like uh, they would have dark lord day which was a good stout you know but they would just make so few of it where you had to come and wait in line all day and then they would basically turn that into dark lord day and it was just people waiting in line to, mm -hmm. to get this very special release or whatever and then they just turned that into a festival also, they had a beer that didn't sell very well. It was a citra hot pale ale called Nebuchadnezzar. Didn't sell very well. And then they like rebranded it, and they called it Zombie Dust. And then all of a sudden, it became the most popular beer. I did that not they know had. that that was an unpopular rebrand. That yeah. delights me. Because yeah. like as like I like I said, I'm not a real avid drinker. But like it's one of those like. Uh, some of my friends got way into the craft beers and because I was a good gift giver mm. and I got to travel a lot. So like I made picking up craft beers something I kind of was good at, mm -hmm. but I love knowing that no, that yeah. was a rebrand for an unpopular for, for a dud of a beer. Yeah. We got, we got Chilean sea bass. <laughs> uh, I forgot how good that was. Um, Man, I feel bad. We haven't asked you any uh, non-nerd-related questions or any questions about comics. So, yeah, you're a comic. <laughs> yeah, I'm a stand-up comic. In addition to being a shut-in. <laughs> in addition to being, yeah. No, that's a, I'm, I'm a stand-up comic. Yeah. Would you, uh, do you got time to hang around for the After Brunch podcast? I was going to say, would you do a joke for us? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 
This is where I quit the podcast. Uh, I'll give you a setup. Two Jews walk into a bar. Go. I, I will say this is. I, I will try out a new idea I have. Yeah. That, like this is. This will be my first time saying it to anyone. I've only typed it out, but I think it's really funny. Yeah. And I love it. And it'll be a joke soon. I hope next time I'm on stage. I hope it's ready. But it's just a. a I saw a guy get so frustrated recently on Wheel of Fortune that he asked Pat to buy a gun. That's a, <laughs> that's a du- I'd like to buy a gun, Pat. <laughs> he was it was tough. <laughs> I don't know what angle I'm going to take on it, but I just think it's, I'd like to buy a gun, Pat. It's a fun line to say. Uh, it feels very 2020, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels a little. I can see some like frustrated guy yeah. wearing a button-down shirt, not really sure how you spell. I don't know. Take five bad days for 500. Yeah. <laughs> Can you drop a beat for me there, Zach? DJ Dangler, thank you so much for being on the program today. Thank you, man. Where can people find you, follow you on social media, check out what you're doing, keep uh, up D- with you? DJ Dangler, I'm, I'm all over the place. Sometimes I like to put DJ Dangler is handsome, just, you know, remind folk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm easy. I'm, all, I'm everywhere. I'm telling Thanks. jokes. You got any big shows coming up? Uh, I'm doing another fancy trash show at the White Rabbit. I'm telling jokes in between now and then. I'm going to be at Wiley's in a month or two. Thanks. Yeah, I'm not hard to find. Daddy's Jay. All right. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn um, as uh, Grandma Cookies. Um, <laughs> Grandma Cookies with two Zs. Uh, you can figure out where those Zs are. Thank you. And if I uh, could solicit some donations to my uh, fundraiser, it's at the White Dragon Conservatory. <laughs> uh, we're doing a little project. Feel good about yourself and help a good cause. Hashtag you will not replace him. Uh, <laughs> guys, thank you so much. Please uh, join us on our Patreon. Uh, Harder Brunch uh, backslash. No, harderbrunch.com backslash. What, are we, what is it? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Patreon. Patreon.com. Harder Brunch. There it is. W, I thank you for adding the WW. Yeah, you got to. Sounds professional. HTTP. Patreon.com. I am I'm filled with smoked meats. I feel like it's my problem today. Thank you guys so much. Stick around. We're going to be hanging out. We're actually going to talk to DJ Dangler about himself outside of being a nerd. And we'll see you next time. Bye.